Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hopefully, I can do this without an issue today. I've been having some some problems with my uh, internet today, so we'll we'll see if this goes on. Uh, how this works? <laughs> to be honest, this is going to be a very interesting experiment. So today, we're going to be talking about uh, can black people be racist? That's why we call this can uh, is Uncle Ruckus racist? Uh, Uncle Ruckus being the person from the Boondocks, uh, the Boondocks, yeah, I almost said the Boondocks Saints, and that would have been wrong. Uh, so, IG Live series, I'm going to go into that a little bit uh, more in a little bit, but I want to give a quick shout out to Oak Brook Brewing Company, who is always a supporter of the show. Make sure that you're checking them out, 628 Park Avenue, that's where you can hit them up, get some food, get some beer, make sure you support them, especially during these times. Chris is here, he's going to jump in, we're going to have a, a beer, do a quick recap of what our week's like and talk about uh, the new process for the show. And then we're going to get into this topic. So I like, how's it going, Chris? I like when you come in because you can't see the microphone up above me anymore. Um, I got I got all my like equipment finally set up. So I'm trying something. The camera's in front of me. We'll see how long that lasts before the battery dies. But uh, I can actually see myself recording. This is crazy. I got a mic stand. So the mic's like right above me. It's almost as if I'm a professional now. Wow. Aren't you a professional though? You know, sometimes you just forget about that. What up all stop? I definitely owe you a, a text message. I think I can do that project for you though. Just going to say that on air. Don't hold me to it. Uh, first and foremost, there we go. Before I ask you how you're doing, I have a very important question. What are you drinking? Well, sir, I am drinking sixty minute IPA. Why is that bottle different? Oh, because we're fancy over here. Wow. Libyans. Like, neither of the bottles look like <laughs> No, my whole six-pack looks like this. Must be new uh, new labeling. That's crazy. It must be Sam Adams. Yeah, their new labeling is new, right? Well, dogfish. it's slightly different. Is that the uh, Sam Adams similar. influence on dogfish now? Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, the beard tastes the same. That's the most so. important thing. Yeah. And I mean, I I saw 90 Minute and I was like, eh. Like, it's weird. Out of all the minutes, 60 Minute's probably my favorite. And that's no, not usually the case. An hour is usually all you need. And that's why our Instagram Live series is only an hour. No other reasons. Do you see how I did? I am the best. No, I'm not even paying you any mind at all. All right, sir. Well, as you are now aware, I am also drinking 60 Minute. Um, Independent 60 Minute versus uh, corporate 60 Minute, apparently. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so how's your week been? So before we get into that, I lied. I don't care. Um, wow. We're... we're Last week, we just kicked off our new format. So we're back to getting in the studio, recording an episode, releasing that on Tuesday for our Patreon subscribers. If you're not a Patreon subscriber, you should be. 
Um, that's what helps a little bit with me being able to produce stuff the way that I will be able to produce stuff now. Um, it helps, you know, with us being able to do more projects. Uh, right now we have an intern, but we would love for interns to be able to get paid. Shout out to Anador. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a process we're building, we're growing. And so now we're doing Instagram live every other week, but we're going to have our regular scheduled episodes starting off again, starting last week. And now next Thursday for the general public, you will have access to another episode. So it's going to be going back and forth. This is going to be a little more casual, uh, not as well researched. So you can challenge us on things and we'll have to answer you later because this is mainly like our thoughts and feelings, but we encourage you to get into the conversation because they will either be, the conversations will either stem from previous conversations that we had either on IG Live or an actual episode or uh, something that gets brought up to us in the uh, comment section. So you bet I will. You're always involved. I'm actually surprised, Harry, that you're able to tune in. You're not at work. Wow, just putting them on blast like that? Right. I got hurt when, I think it was like 4th of July weekend, when he was like, oh, I'm back at work and stuff like that and can't really tune in. I was... You would risk work for us if you truly cared. <laughs> you, he really cares. No, I 100% appreciate Harry. He's been a wonderful uh, contributor to the conversations, especially early on in the series. So thank you, Harry. Thank you, Jonathan, for being here as well. We're always happy to see you guys. How was your week? Let, let's get into that conversation before getting into the actual show. We can now do check-ins for everybody and just kind of share what's going on in our lives because I don't think we do that too often. Well, well, this has been a this been a hell of a about a week's worth of work. Um, and four days. No, no, not just four days. It's, this was even stemming back work week last Thursday, where I just had a bad a bad day, just a rough day, and then had to go into the office on Friday. Mind you, it's like an hour away. Um, and basically just dig through files. Um, narrowly missed a torrential downpour. And then this whole work week's just been one big struggle. I'm working on like a big project and it's just like, it's a drag. It's, it's, it's a grind. You know, it's just, it's testing my will. So it's been rough. I kind of got my serve back in tennis though. So that's, that's a, that's a plus, right? What? I definitely probably lost mine. It's been a minute. Like a minute, like an actual minute. I I wish. Um, it's been, it's been like two or three weeks since I've been on a court. I think I I miss it. I was, like, uh, was it the last time we played? It might have been. Yeah, that Saturday. Yeah. So I was supposed to to play briefly, and uh, man, suck it. But, but I didn't get a chance, but I did. I did get oh a ticket tennis hat. Oh, my gosh. I'm um, surprised they did that with Salmon. Yeah, well, there, that was an option. Salmon was an option, and I almost did it as a joke. 
Not even. Uh, yeah, not even lying. Uh, <laughs> it's been a ride. Uh, it was a lot of fun. There is a lot of thoughts that I have. Maybe we can talk about that on another episode. Um, we talk about barriers of entry when we talk about craft beer. I there's a lot of generational generational wealth that exists on that island. There's a lot of. Uh, are you kidding me? I wish I would have known that. I forgot that they had a place up there. The Colbus have a place in Nantucket. That that will be an interesting conversation. Because hopefully I'll be up there again. So maybe I'll go up with them again. That will Speaking be. Speaking of barriers of entry, Nantucket's literally has physical barriers of entry. You literally have to get a ferry to get there. Like you need a boat, or you need to get on a boat, or you need, you need to, to fly. Go to the now flying might be your best forward. option, depending on where you're from. That's not that big of a barrier of entry, but getting over it, it just it, it can cost a lot just to get on island. So it's okay. So there's an airport on the island. I think so. Okay. So at least that happens because I think so. Like from DC, maybe it was a round trip or maybe it was just one way. It was only 150 bucks. Oh. Which once I started thinking of. Is that who I think that is? Erwin. I'm like speechless. So like for anybody that doesn't know Erwin. I thought you, I thought you froze. That's why I wasn't saying anything. I was like, he's going to unfreeze. No, like I, I got, I was put in shock because I don't know the last time I actually got to speak to Erwin. So it's, uh, it's been a hot minute and uh, I just want to say, I miss you, buddy. This one's for you. Oh, man, not much. We're just discussing uh, Nantucket and the barriers of entry getting into Nantucket, but we're also going to be talking about Uncle Ruckus from Boondocks. And, uh, but more specifically, we'll be talking on this episode about uh, can blacks be racist? Do you want to jump into this conversation now? Well, let's, let's, let's dive on in. We're diving. So, can black people be racist or i guess it would be i'm talking about black people capital b um in terms of african-american people when when because that's a lot of this conversation because we're, we're a lot of these conversations were coming from our perspectives too so when we're talking about this we're talking about specifically in america can black people be racist so black american people yeah and can black people be racist? So, I, I said yes. You say yes. So this is how we'll start this off. We'll do our hot takes real quick. Very, just yeah. the, over like the, the answers. You're a yes, and I'm more no leaning. I'm more no. And I think I might You're deal with but our... You sound moderate. Huh? You sound like a moderate no. I think I'm a nuanced no, and I'll explain what that means later. Um, I but, might agree with you by the end of it. Huh? I might agree with you by the end of it, depending on how you so like my, my, things. my biggest point, and I think this comes with a lot of conversations for me, is how general are we talking about or how nuanced are we talking about? Because that's when it, it becomes uh, more abstract in, in terms of if we're t talking generally speaking, um, Maybe I agree with you a little more on the yeah, but I, I also think it's more of a prejudice than it is 
I, I think we're experiencing more like anti-blackness and self-hatred uh, in terms of our own, like, uh, I think it's internalized racism as some might call it. Uh, but on the other hand, I, I think, you know, there's not enough of a power structure for black people in America to be racist by definition. And this is where that nuance comes in because by definition, it goes typically, and that's the word that is the nuance part, I think for me is typically is subjugated to minority. Uh, I would have to go look at the, the definition and I will look at the definition. What does it say? This is the only time I'm going to do research here. <laughs> as, as little research as possible and speak off your own. Prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against a person or people on the basis of their membership of a particular racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized. And I think the typically word is where I get hung up because by that definition, being a minority or a marginalized group and not having a lot of actual power in the grand scheme of things is where I say we can't be racist because we don't have enough power to actually do anything. But it says typically. So that also doesn't mean it is the caveat or the, uh, the it's not like bourbon where it has to be made in America. And if it's not made in America, then it's no longer bourbon. That I don't think that necessarily falls within uh, racism in terms of if you're not a minority, if you're not marginalized, or if you do not have power, you can't be a racist with that typically thing. It doesn't like automatically bar it from being true. So I think that's where there might be debate on the uh, racism conversation at, in terms of can black people be racist. Now I'm going to look at what Jonathan said. Yeah, I think he basically just hit your point in or your point on your nuance and that is kind of what I agree with. I agree with I agree with you on that point. I think it's what are we calling racist, and I think that's where John gets to the to the question. You know, when we're saying, you know, someone's racist. You know, I took the question to mean as it's as it's used today colloquially because we're we're in this time period right now, and this is what we're speaking on. And I remember. A couple of weeks ago, we we talked about semantics with definitions yeah. of words and original meanings behind words. And there's importance to original meanings behind words because you can see from an etym from the etymology of the word because words are just placeholders for ideas. You can see how that how history shaped that word into what it is now. And I remember back in college, we did a program on this idea, um, on this idea of here's what this word meant originally, and now it's this. Why is that? Where? Why is it used now the way it is? And you know, what are the consequences of this? I completely uh, agree, and I think that's where the the nuanced elements of it came into came into uh, play for me, and I think that's where I have a hard time with being 100% one way or the other. Because I look at it as how I feel originally, like if someone asked me, I'm just like, no, because there's not enough power to actually use these prejudices to sway like structure or uh, way the system is built. There's not enough power for black people. 
and that's where the real racist like uh power comes to be or where the real principles and practices of right however where i also had problem where i'm more yes leaning is because of the fact of it's all a matter of how we perceive that word to be used and how colloquially it is used so i think and again it, this is this is why it's such a hard conversation and i think we should have an episode that goes over racism versus prejudice versus anti-black like anti-black and right. patriot right. and uh mis noir you know all of talking about all of these elements and trying to definitively like break out what falls underneath this umbrella because i think prejudice is like in the racism like umbrella but oh yeah if you Racism is a type of prejudice, but there's so much more attached to it. Ooh, ooh, I need you to describe, explain. Yes. Ye oh, wait, are you talking about uh, John's point or my point? His point. I, I just want to, like, uh, be, for, for my sake, uh, you might have a better understanding of what he's saying, but can black people be used for advanced racism? Yeah. Uh, yes. And I can this is... a little bit before I, I get my, my piece. Yeah. Um, I think this is kind of why I lean, lean, was leaning more towards yes, because um, even, even when you're thinking about, yeah, most black people don't have the same amount of power to be racist in the textbook sense of the word, right? They can't influence um, policy. They can't influence policy. They can't influence society like someone who is white can. However, they can be used. Yeah, exactly. Exactly to Jonathan's point. They can they can be used. And even though it's self-hatred, even though that's she's being played by the system, she is still helping establish the status quo because she's playing into propaganda. So this comes into one of the stereotypes for me with, with black people. Um, and this is the essentially the name of the this episode is Uncle Ruckus, aka Uncle Tom. Like, does the black person that falls into like the system that's already put in place to put down marginalized and minority groups of people, is that necessarily See, and I think this is where the nuance is. And, and I don't think a lot of times people are going to see the train of thought that's going on like this because individually, the way I was just going to explain it, yes, Candace Owens is being racist. Or maybe not Candace Owens, but her, like, example or, like, people that have that, like, process of, like, doing what could be considered racist acts through their prejudices, like, prejudice that. This is what happens when you drink and have heavy conversations. Um, I, I think in that individual aspect of things, because of power, different types of power structures and someone that is aiding the, the actual like, system that is racist, maybe within that self, they are a pawn at best of moving 
racist systems forward. However, so here, here. as a people, can can we? Do we have mm -hmm. enough of a power structure? Mm -hmm. to, or is it under as a people? You yeah. see here. So here's here's the thing, though, and and this is where it kind of gets back to how are we defining racism? Because by the way, that that's just, great the, that's just the point. Sorry. Yeah. Yes, but that's just the point of it, because we as black people are always representing, have to represent the whole. So now even in this situation, we're saying, we're saying that if we say that now there's an issue there, and now we have to kind of qualify her and write, write it off. And when we're, when we're speaking individually, though, you know, you can Is there? Please tell me you got some of that. <laughs> I've been having some issues over here. I'm sorry. <laughs> what 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 last did you hear? Because cause, cause I just I just soliloquied. That's okay. <laughs> Give me the spark notes of what you just said. I was basically saying, um, so a counterpoint to your point on, well, she is a pawn in the system and she's being played by the system to keep the status quo, right? Um, there, are, there are plenty of white people, especially poor white people, that are also being used in this system to keep the status quo the way it is. Racism is being used. It's, they're not the recipients of it, so it is different. Right, it's not the exact same thing, but they are also pawns in. If we're talking about a power structure, they're also they're they're the white pawns being used to keep the to keep the hatred alive, and then you have children. Same kind of same kind of thing with children. You know, but are yeah. are these are these children? These children are are coming up. You know, no one's born racist, right? So. If, if you're coming up and being fed these things, but how that, different is that really on an individual level? But again, I think this is more on a prejudice side than it is a necessarily like racist thing. You're, you're being taught to discriminate or think differently about a certain type of people, but necessarily by thinking it or perpetuating those ideas and beliefs into other people, are you necessarily part of a power structure or making any actual like change or having any influence on change that is going to prevent people from prospering that that's that's where i get this is where my nuanced element is and this is why i'm a nuanced no and not just a general yes well you this can make the yeah this is where my like i have stakes on both sides white people are benefiting yeah. the entire system they are socialized to think that they have more as a whole i agree with that Absolutely, exactly. But the thing, the, the thing about it is, the people that are putting the, they're the people that are putting the people in power in power. 
And those people are feeding, as we see, these, those people are feeding to this audience. So again, I, I think there might be a difference between actually knowing what's and happening. That's, yeah, that, that's the point where we're, we're get like that we're speaking on is that if we're speaking on racism as a system, then yes, I believe I, I agree with you, Tyler, in that in that sense. So I, I think this is why I would I would be more when you start like really dissecting it, I am very much no black people can't be racist. I think the general idea, again, when we talk about colloquially how it's used and how people are using it, and maybe this is actually a detriment to having more progressive conversations as a nation about racial injustices and racism in America, how it sits today. I think this might be the issue is the fact that we might not look at it nuanced enough and that we try to either one sweep it under the rug because we're uncomfortable with the conversation and keep pushing. Cause I just listened to a, uh, I love Vox. Vox has a great podcast series. I think it's like today explained and they talked about the riots that were happening. Well, not riots, the protests that were happening in Bethel, uh, Ohio outside of Cincinnati and the conversation being like, very white dominant area and there was a black lives move uh black lives matter movement that happened there just to have a conversation i think they called it a barbecue as not to offend people but there was still an issue um about having this black lives matter thing like tagged with it and it, it brings looting don't bring this looting here and it was just all this bullshit but the conversation became the actual issue is nobody's willing to have conversations around matters like this because you were brought up to think that it is improper or rude to talk about politics, money, or religion. And mm -hmm. I, historically, uh, that was like the, the biggest thing that I came away with that conversation was I think historically that is probably one of the biggest issues with America as a whole, that we have found certain issues to be improper to discuss. And therefore, there are so many people that are inequipped to actually, once, once a show you do this. I know, I even now. It's because I'm trying to read all of my pieces. Unable points. to have this conversation with people because they are uh, they're shy to do so, and therefore are only able to talk about things that are presented to them or uh, that they inherited from their family, and that's a bunch of yes men, and nobody is challenged by it because you don't want to ruffle any feathers. What what did uh? Basically, the definition of racism being very basic because it's made by the people in power who are benefiting off of the system. So, of course, the oppressor isn't going to write a super detailed definition of how they're in power. Um, so, but that kind of speaks to kind of the nuance that we've been talking about is, you know, when we, when we say racist in general, and that's kind of what I based my yes answer on, we were just saying racist you know, we, we're, a lot of people don't take that into consideration, the system behind that. And when you take into the system behind that, there's so much more, as Marquis said, there's so much more history there um, that can't be overlooked. But in defining racism, you know, I think that's where, that's where we kind of get into the weeds with when someone gets called out for being racist and they're black, 
you know, what do, what do the people actually mean when they say they're racist? You know what I mean? When, um, what, who the Stacey Owens that was brought up earlier, you know, when, when we all said, or people said she's racist, you know, what do they mean by racist in that context? And I think that's, that's the point that I think we're on the opposite ends of. No, I think we actually are right here with that because this is why I'm saying I'm a nuance now and probably more a general leaning yes is because I think even black people might use you're a racist in the wrong way if, if we break it down into some of these uh, specifics. I, I think people show their prejudice a lot. I think people show their like anti-black thinking, which anti-black thinking can come from black people, I think it's more internalized hatred and stuff like that as well. Again, with this episode, is, yeah. with these IG lives, this is more off the top of the dome and not researched as well. We obviously look and read about these things often, but we, we're not coming here with statistics and facts for you guys. Um, so I, I think this is why I'm saying nuance, no, generalized, yes, because I think people throw out these words without using, without, not by the definition not using them by the definition. So I think a lot of times we point to people like, oh yeah, this old like racist lady or whatever like that, but how much power did she really have? And if we're looking at it from that, that way. And, and I'm saying that by the definition that you and I have been talking about it on. So again, it, it becomes that colloquial, well, that's a fun word, uh, argument is, do you think that like, there's a power structure within your job that your boss is perpetuating that could get you fired for defending your beliefs as a black person. That might have to do more with racism because of the power structure. But is it just a old white lady who just clutches her purse as you walk by? It can be though that see that's interesting because that can be because and here and here's here's why because they have uh, they have the authority in their minds to call the police for next to nothing on a black person. So they These, that same person that same person you said doesn't have power can actually call a cop who does have that power but, and if that person so they're they're still perpetuating that system okay no they so, still have more power in no, that system this is, this is what i'm trying to say and that so this is how i'm going to make this argument though their prejudice can then be used to inflict repercussions or damage onto other people because of a racist system so, but then doesn't, doesn't that make them racist if their prejudices are powering? Using the power structure to continue to perpetuate or to inflict damage because of the, the structure that is in place. Okay, maybe yes. I, I, I'd have to think a little harder on it, but I'm like moving on to another point. Oh. I see why I'm losing. I need a pen. All right, now. Okay, no, no, no. You will not take my instrument of authority. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why are you coming up with such good points? I, it's the pen. <laughs> All right, we're in. We're in now. Okay, now now it's even playing field. Shit. Um, 
I will figure this out by the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the the point is though, can then a black person use the system within the same what? I'm a wizard, Harry. Um, <laughs> you still here? Can I say that, Harry? No, he's out. No, he's, he's gone back to work. Um, but can a black person use it in the same way? That's interesting. I, I think Marquise just brought it up, though. I, I I don't think like the black person calling the cop on the white person for that exact same thing has that implication of you are potentially calling the executioner in terms of a cop when a black person calls a white person and saying, I feel, I, I feel unsafe. You, you know what I mean? Right. I, right. I, I think exactly. that's where. That's a black and white one. That's very, comes yeah. In. Yeah. And, and I think, I think Marquise hit it, hit the nail on the head in terms of as a collective, as a collective, we in society can't move that way. We can't call the police in that situation as a collective and have the other person who's outside of that marginalized group be met with the same kind of repercussions for the exact same situation as if the roles were flipped. So I think that's the important thought when we're talking about racism and being racist, when we just throw the word racist out, you know, this is where we get that gray area. I think that that becomes the power of the words and the power of, you know, uh, having words robbed or lose the value by how they are used, how uh, the media hijacks it, how people almost desaturate and devalue the actual use of the word. This is where, you know, I sometimes even get a little defensive with the, uh, sometimes, not, not necessarily with like, I guess mansplaining. I think there was a conversation that where that popped up where someone just tr tried to jump in and who had the information about a certain thing that seemed to have a rare and come in and then were accused of like mansplaining the situation. And it was just like, my issue was, I'm not trying to devalue how you feel about this, but that might actually take away from the actual use of that word and the power of that word and when it's actually being done. You, you see what I mean? When you start throwing a label on something that's not necessarily that, the over... Oh, and I, I agree with that idea of things. I just think the more and more I think and the more and more I see things and come to understand these types of issues, you never want to handcuff a movement or you don't want to handcuff people on calling someone on calling someone out because of how it might a come off, or it might be received. No, and I, I think, again, when we were talking about this very early on, I said this is where I, and this again, I have said multiple times, I am a nuanced no because I, I think from I was going to say like intellectual, but that feels very like elitist. Um, but from a higher point of actually taking a microscope, looking into the situation and discussing it at a, a very detailed level, that is why I'm going to say no. I, I think the generalities of things is where I start leaning uh, uh, more left-leaning, especially, you know, rather than having to constantly be in a conversation and explain to somebody 
the nuanced differences and why that's actually wrong versus this is right. You know, at a general sense, I believe that this is where I can say, okay, yeah, racist. Like, it, it's easy sometimes in conversation, well, just fuck that racist asshole, right? Rather than be like, yeah. well, no, yeah. in particular, that person is prejudiced in particular. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I know, I definitely, I definitely understand that point um, and that nuance. And I think that's kind of why in my notes and kind of my points that I was talking about saying yes, saying these things like everyone can have hatred for a black person, even a black person. So if we're talking about racism as not the actual historical textbook definition that contextualizes history and the system, if we're just throwing the word out there, and I think that's kind of the issue with, to your point earlier about just throwing the word out there and not actually saying what you mean by it. You say, you're racist, or you're problematic, or, you know, you are this or that. And it's like, okay, but why is this problematic? Explain your position, because you can just write, anyone can write anyone else off by throwing a tag on them, especially with, with the Twitter fingers. So where, what's, your, what's your positioning on it? I would much rather someone use a term like problematic to describe a situation that they don't necessarily know how to use the proper word for, if that makes sense. Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to say here? No, I, get, I, get, I get the point. I get that point. But then it, it kind of also speaks to the point of... I, but I, I think a lot of people can explain why something is problematic, but not necessarily the reason behind why it's this thing or that thing in terms of the nuanced elements of the problematic C. Problematic C? <laughs> <laughs> the problematic C? Yeah, no, I make up words all the time. I, we need a, look, we have an intern and I'm so grateful for it, but we need specified interns. One of them needs to just find clips that discuss things that we talked about. Like there should be a bunch of Uncle Ruckus clips going all over the place. Um, but then there also needs to be like somebody who's in charge of finding all the like made up bullshit words that I use. And just yeah, like, we, a, like compilation of that together. Cause I had made up some words. You made up a lot but of words. Today you made, made like up three. So <laughs> sorry, my piece actually has some points going back to like yeah, I've been trying to read them, but they're so long. Okay, here we go. Most times white people are being racist, but there's other forms of prejudice. Xenophobia, anti-blackness, Islamophobia, et cetera, all in here, right? And I'm also in the space where I should not have to teach the oppressors about their bullshit. They know what they are doing. Um, no, that, that's true. Mm -hmm. that, that's 100% true. I think that's what I was kind of leaning into as well with, with some of my conversations. Was, the, was was that fact in terms of like, do I need to be the one that's in the chat saying, uh, no, it's not actually this, it's, it's X, Y, and Z. You're right that this is a problem, but like, here's why it's this rather than that. No, and this is, I think, where sometimes the generalization of these words and these issues are, are used, where something that isn't necessarily racist is tagged as 
racist because it's just easier to be like, yes, that's racist, rather than having to put on the I'm black, so I'm responsible for explaining everything cap. Oh, no, yeah, that, that, that's 100%. And Marquise, we're just completely kidding about having to read your stuff. We're, you're, you're keeping the conversation going and bringing in really interesting points. Yes, everything um, else needs to have better dissertations. One-liners, they're, they're not I thought you were about to hit a, new, a brand new word there, dissertations. I, I almost did. <laughs> the pencil isn't saving you now, sir. We got you. You know what? No. This is this is another one where I feel like we'll help. Like just really the mic and pointing now feels a little more authority authoritative. authoritative. I got you. There we go. And yeah, it's a beer, so what? Listen, sir. I'll no, I two beers and the microphone, my pen. Listen. I completely agree with that point in terms of we can't be the ones to tell you why you're being a piece of shit and the history behind it. You know the history. The history is there. You were the history. You created the history, but then you buried it for other people to know. You know what's going on. Yo, you know what, Khalil? You know what? We've had such like a intellectual contribution to this chat and you come in with the team no haircuts truth but bullshit <laughs> soon you'll see you'll all see That's right. you get two pen points what were we talking about before we were so rudely interrupted we were just talking about our responsibility <laughs> Or lack of responsibility. That's okay. Cool. We don't need to be, we don't, we shouldn't be responsible for how, for how the, the majority of the people in power put the, so, man, you're going to. No, my pen, uh, not my pen, my, my computer went out and I need to refill up. My, my camera's capabilities went out and I need to get a new beer. So this is the setup I was talking about. Camera here. telling you we ain't professional up in here anyways continue going i need a beer is it a is it a soundproof room too no no the echoing is uh something fierce <laughs> it's always a roar so i guess the, i guess uh the other piece of this is specifically what what the title of it's going to kind of be was is Uncle Ruckus then racist or what is Uncle Ruckus and what is Uncle Ruckus trying to be what is his character portraying in the Boondocks? Well, it's um, well, let's let's uh I wish we could see your face too, Marquise. I think Instagram needs to allow more than two people to talk at one time. Um, I I think when we talk about Uncle Ruckus right away we're discussing Uncle Tom, right? So we're, we're talking about someone who, ah, damn, no, this is this is nuanced too within itself, I think. Um, or I'm just a couple beers deep. It is, it is, it is nuanced. It's nuanced because you, the, the, the term Uncle Tom, you know, of, of that thing that you sent me, 
that guy, he actually made a half decent point about that term and where the term, the character the term comes from and what he was doing isn't quite 100% exactly the way that we use the term today. I know, but I think it like got to a point where, yes. But he was getting like crazy. I think James Baldwin had a really good, and I'm sorry, I did a little bit of research. <laughs> James Baldwin actually had a really good point on Uncle Tom. And I only bring that up because Marquise was in here and he's uh, big on Baldwin. But uh, I, I think as we start to look at the Uncle Tom character and what it actually did, maybe on a surface level, who the Uncle Tom character actually was. Mm hmm not so problematic but once you start digging deeper it becomes more more an issue mm -hmm. because you are saying look white people aren't that bad like it, it becomes that element of what an uncle tom is known as to death so first time uncle tom is ran up okay cool and then as scholars started to look more into it mm. so again general uncle tom fair point not a big point not a big problem nuanced uncle tom holy shit yeah but don't criticize the black community you're a racist <laughs> so i again it goes back and forth on a bunch of different things um he lost me on like look at the definitions like ruckus definition uncle ruckus is perfect blah, blah, blah. Like, no it, that that really didn't make sense but um well he made a point he made a point and this was this podcast that tyler had thrown over to me um I'll put it in the comments. No, I'll put it in our link tree. There we go. If you go to our link tree on here, for a limited time only, I'm not keeping that shit up there. We'll be a link to this podcast episode because. Um, so yeah, he he did mention that not only is he internalized, uh, you know, anti-blackness and self-hatred, uh, but he he mentioned that it was also a character that's representing someone who's tired of seeing black people in the state that black people exist today. Mm -hmm. And to me, the issue of absolving uncle ruckus of the hatred that the way this guy was explaining it, he was basically absolving <laughs> uncle ruckus of the hatred. Um, I feel like that he's saying he his, his hatred was warranted. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, so you're saying, you're saying that it's it's warranted hatred because he's just fed up with how black people are today. All these stereotypes, man, it, it, it comes from all this oppression. It's like, but 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 let's stop there because it comes from this system. It comes from the oppression. So if you it's watch not the episode, isolated there, thing. there's a show on BCTV. I think it's called it's, Up, it's an Upside Down World. I think this guy named Mike Shorn, who might may or may not live down the block from me has this new show that's coming out that I may or may not have been on that talks about this writer for the column of like, uh, it's an opinion piece from the Reading Eagle bullshit went by a black man saying like, what's actually the issue within the black community. And like, when you look at the fathers that aren't present and the crime that happens and stuff like that. And I had to go out of my way and not talk. And again, like this is kind of something that this podcast talked about. Uh, off camera, I may or may have not called the author of that article a coon um, on on the actual episode, but in, in my mind, it becomes the, yeah, 
it becomes this conversation then too of you're blaming people for the stereotypes and this again what is to me what i saw was a lot of projection and self-hatred and whatever that was going on there without digging deeper once again to see why some of these issues continue to uh to exist and continue to be prevalent within black communities because you can say look at it i have these statistics here but again statistics are you can use any type of statistic to back up your points until you start looking at the reason these things continue to exist and the reason it's happening i can look at a statistic be like okay this statistic is true but why does this continue to happen well that's exactly yeah do we continue to think harder then things won't be uh, actually changed. And I think that's my problem with like the defense of Uncle Ruckus is like, but what he's saying is kind of true is one, it's satirical because this is what white people are saying all the time. Two, it is the people that use it are like trying to say, look, there's a black guy who's saying that, look, the show backs everything that I've been saying. I'm not racist, it's true. It's like, no, it, it, it is a satire. It's being used to to show one, it's, it's a satirical like, jump off from uncle tom kind of what marquis had uh said there where there's this anti-blackness and self-hatred because i one he thinks he has like the anti-michael jackson thing where he's he was white and then turned black and there's all these other nuanced conversations (laughs) exactly and it just it becomes this this conversation of uncle ruckus never looks deeper and he just continues to uh project all of these issues about the black community and i think if viewers actually watch it yeah, Uncle Ruckus thinks that liberation is through a white man's methods. And I think Marquis talked about this a lot. And you can go back to listen to Dear Redding or This American Negro or uh, Negro or Rational Anger. Negro, or added to the list. Yeah, anything that he, uh, almost any of the projects that he works in, you have to see this conversation where he goes, um, shit, oh yeah, the system isn't meant to work for us. So therefore, why are you trying to operate within the system to make actual change. And I, I think that becomes part of the conversation. He, Uncle Ruckus wants liberation through a white man's methods, but those methods weren't meant for the black man. They weren't meant for him. And that's exactly. all I have to say about that. <laughs> but that's exactly why Uncle Ruckus never gets anywhere. If you watch the show, none of, nothing he ever does works. None of his pandering, nothing he ever does actually comes to fruition in the end the way he wants it to. You know, I think that's that's an important piece of it. And once again, it's satire. He was talking about, oh, ruckus, you know, he's he's coming in, causing a scene. I'm like, yeah, that's his, that, that part is his character. But, you know, people, people like to take Uncle Ruckus and say, oh, Uncle, Uncle Tom, Uncle Ruckus, he's obviously an Uncle Tom. Well... There's another character called Tom in the show that that projects far more of the traditional Uncle Tom oh, trope right. than Uncle Ruckus. I, I think you bring and up a good point. I think there's yeah. like two, yeah, they're two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I, think. I also think it shows the lack of understanding of the actual show. I don't think he has researched the show. I don't think the show is actually something that he buys into and. Uh, consumes it on a level of appreciation because I think he literally, I may be wrong too though, because I haven't, like, I'm not that invested in it, but he did claim that Uncle Ruckus was the Freeman's actual uncle. 
Yeah, I I, I watched every episode. And I've never gotten it. It's been a long time ago, yeah, but I never he, – he's no relation. No relation, right. And it, wasn't his father um, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Ruckus? Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole family structure yeah. is yeah. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. his first name is Uncle. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So there's like a general – well, that's – see, that's the other thing. When, when you have a general misunderstanding of a satirical show <laughs> – you're bound to be completely wrong about your characterization of what's going on. And I think that's the example of it. He was using Uncle Ruckus to say, you know, here now here's this guy who's just criticizing what's going on, the black community. He doesn't like it. And he's telling people how it is. And I and think it's, like, it's the danger of people being able to go to IamRight.com, which I will often say on this show, is people go to IamRight.com. Thank you, Bill Burt, for that. Um, to find a point that backs up what they're trying to say without actually looking into the nuances, the actual argument that's being made, what is actually being said. I can misuse a quote a thousand times over to (laughs) pretty much back my ideology if I talk about it the right way or if I use a certain section the correct way. So it's it, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where that's where I had a tough time getting through the episode or like actually buying into anything they were saying. Cause I, again, with you, he, he brought up one or two like really good points. Um, but it was hard for me to validate those points from him because of what I found to be piss poor management of, citations and uh, references and i think that we try with any kind of citation right of and, any and, and that's what i think you know i i think our show definitely we try our best to research both sides to have these conversations uh again i think a lot of times you and i are pretty much like on the same point we just take a different uh, route to get to that point and I, I think this is going to be really interesting for our audience to to see that now because we're going to be talking about it off the top of our head rather than like having a, too much research you and I still talked on the phone prior to coming into this episode but we're not you know really getting the research and really putting it out and really and, and being able to have a lot more structured of a conversation this is a uh, the process that we were having over the phone anyways, where we were just like, well, like, no, wait, let's go, let's go from here. And, oh, I see where you're coming from. And that's what I'm trying to see. You see why, when I said this, this is what I actually meant. So I appreciate everybody that's tuning in to uh, see the madness that is here. And it's okay, Randy, you know, what's wonderful about IG Live now is after the show, maybe three, four, five minutes afterwards, this will be live and you can always go back and watch it. So it's great. You, you can be late and still get the full experience. So cheers. Yeah. And you can still hit us up in the DMs with your points and your opinions on what we talked about. And we will try to get back to you, which reminds me, I still need to get back to uh, Raj from Oak Park about his points on people recovering from being canceled. Yes. Speaking of Raj, Oak Park Brewing Company always goes live on Thursdays at 7 p.m. or 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So 
if you're not watching our show on a off week when we're not going live anymore, make sure to check out what's going over uh, what's going on over in Sacramento because they were always bringing some really good content. Absolutely. Had to give that plug. We got like five more minutes, um, so we can do a little bit of a wrap up. I can always say you know, yeah. if you really want to support us, you know, hit us up on our Patreon the links in the link tree, or you can cash at me at tooch. 23 or Venmo at Tooch23. It'll still all go into the same funds. Um, and that money's going to help with work. We got the documentary that we're working on, so that's going to be coming up. We, uh, as I said, equipment is always a must. We always need more equipment. Uh, even with the virtual stuff, there's some equipment that will help us do a little bit uh, more interactive things and hit a wider audience. We appreciate you. We're also trying to send beer out to people in the hopes to get more beer into us, so you can always send us beer. Again, hit us up. But again, more of this conversation, hit us up in the DMs for what you want us to talk about, what you want us to, um, we, we have these conversations of a certain point gets brought up and you want us to, to hear more on it. We can either do a full show that's released Tuesdays and Thursdays, Patreon in general, or we can just hit, up, uh, hit this up on IG Live and have these type of conversations. We're, we're in the process of throwing all of our COVID series stuff into uh the podcast world in terms of spotify uh, not patreon uh pandora apple podcast and everything like that but yeah no i'm gonna tell you what to do marquis subscribe uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate it really? and this is going to live yeah exactly i do with the pen uh but these are going to live solely on ig live from now so i mean on our uh, IGTV from now on so we're not going to be uploading them uh right now Anador's doing a wonderful job we're going to actually have her on the episode uh in these upcoming weeks as well which we're really excited about because we said we don't often give uh a female's perspective and while the show is called alternative blacks and she just so happens not to be black she's still a woman within craft beer and that's still a hard place to be within. So um, I really want to hear some of her thoughts when it comes to the different barriers that exist within the craft beer industry for her, especially since she's worked within the craft beer industry and we have not. Yeah. But if you also want to like be a part of the team, just hit us up because we need people. This doesn't. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. This is a, uh, this is a growing, a growing team. And uh it's always room for one more. Yeah. I hope so that I don't have to, to run all this stuff by myself. <laughs> but uh, I want to say with the last minute and a half that we have, thank you, Chris, for having this conversation. Thank you, everybody that tuned in to see the inner workings of our drunken minds. Um, I think a pen is now a must when having these episodes. If I am ever first this place, I'm probably going to hide all of the pens so I can be the only pen holder. Good luck. Mm. We, we, we shall see because we still need to set up next week's episode. But um, last, last minute, this is this is your time. I, I ramble, so. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and contributing. Um, if you go back and listen and have a point that you really feel uh, we missed or didn't quite hit on, properly please let us know you can always message us and let us know and and we'll get back to you with the discussion and we could possibly talk about it in a later episode so oh thanks marquise all right guys. I, i'm speechless speechless yeah 
Yeah, I thought you froze. Thank you, everybody, again, for tuning in. Wait, let's see who's still in here. I just want to give a special thanks to Chris. Hey, Chris Kissinger's in here. Uh, Randy, Marquise, uh, Kiki, and E from Damn Sham Podcast.